May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening and welcome to Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. And a big Ramadan Mubarak to all of you wonderful people out there. Um, if you are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you and we thank you for tuning in. You can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You will find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. And you can also check out those episodes that you have missed out on wherever you get your podcast. So if you're on SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play, or any other platform, you will find us at Radio Islam USA. That's right. Same username. We make it easy for you at Radio Islam USA. Now, you are free to communicate with us throughout the show uh, on those platforms, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, those are most likely going to be the ones that you, you'll, you'll do that. Uh, but if you want to give us a call, you can do so at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. And I often say that this is uh, one of the fastest hours, well, at least, at least for me in my day. It's just a tremendously fast hour. Uh, we, we get into a conversation. Uh, we get to talking and reflecting and we look up and the hour is over uh, and I'm going through a little mini crisis right now because my headphone uh, cable is seems to be held hostage right now it's under my chair yeah okay all right okay all right yeah see Th those kind of things work out a little bit a little bit better when you're on television because people can see what you're doing but um, anyway once again Ramadan Mubarak uh, blessed Ramadan uh, uh, been having a lot of a lot of fun today, uh, and that should not seem strange, right? To think of of, of Ramadan and think uh, that it is simply all uh, solemnity, uh, but, but this is certainly a, a time for for real, you know, deep reflection. It, it definitely is, but it's also a time where you begin to see the uh, some of the joys, uh, some of the blessings that we might miss out on. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with uh, this controlling our the appetites that we normally just give into. Uh, and when you control those appetites, you control this urge to eat and drink. And one of the things that we realize is that we're actually okay for the most part. You know, we're okay. It's, you know, we're not dying of hunger. We're not starving. Uh, and we realize that where most of the time, uh, outside of this month, we are eating and we're not really hungry. We're drinking. We're just doing most things out of habit. We're doing things because we are just, we are responding to the call, to the many billboards, to the commercials, to, uh, to the invitations. Let's grab coffee. Let's have lunch. We're responding to those things. So this is a month where we take control. We take back control of ourselves. And uh, that is a great thing. Okay, and now what you're hearing is a little bit of a malfunction. Uh, I'm still working out the, figuring out how to use this watch. Uh, it's, the, it's the iPhone, the Apple Watch. So you hit the button, and wherever your phone is at, it'll, it'll bing, you know. Yeah, so it, it come in real handy if you're somewhere and you put your phone down, 
and somebody walks off with it, you know, real quick, you could just do that, you know, but I did it again. That was an accident this time. I thought I just put it on. All right. Okay. We're going to just move the phone away from us. Uh, <laughs> um, so we've got some, we got some really great news uh, and we want to share that news with you. So many of you may recall back in April, um, Illinois Muslim Action Day, which has been going on. This year was its 10th year. And uh, each year, uh, the CIOGC uh, and its partner organizations uh, head down to talk with our state legislator, uh, legislators to lobby uh, on issues that are important to the Muslim community. And one of the bills uh, that, that we were down to lobby on was the anti-registry bill, SB 3488. And we actually had, uh, if memory serves correct, we actually had CIOGC Executive Director uh, Abdullah Mitchell come in and we talked about it. Uh, but that was, one of the, that was one of the bills that we went down to talk about. And that bill, so I'm going to just read you the announcement. Uh, the, yesterday, the anti-registry bill, SB 3488, passed out of two separate Illinois House committees to which it had, been, it had been assigned. The bill now goes on to be considered by the full Illinois House of Representatives. Uh, this progress is significant, and it brings us a step closer for the bill to be passed into law. And... Um, so I think everybody over at the CIOGC, uh, its members, partner organizations uh, that came together to make it happen, uh, we, we salute you, uh, we applaud you, we appreciate your, uh, your diligence and your, your sacrifice, uh, your investment. Let's, let's, not just, let's not use the word sacrifice. I want to say let's, we appreciate your investment because you've put your time into something that is going to bear, uh, that is going to give a return, that is going to make the quality of life uh, for uh, f uh, for people better. It's going to make the quality of life better for those who would most likely be the targets, uh, be the targets of, uh, of, of, of oppression, right? The targets of, of harassment. And uh, so this is significant. And if you recall, uh, SB uh, 3488, one of the things that it, um, uh, that it, that it does it makes it so that no registry can be formed um, through the state or its, uh, in its many different agencies uh, for the purpose of compiling information based upon, if, I, if memory says correct once again, um, religion, uh, which is one of the, the main factors or country of origin or, or things of that nature, right? So it's not something uh, that there won't be, if this is passed, if it, if it makes it to the end, uh, we will not have a situation where our our uh, state, right, our elected officials, our our government apparatus, will be used to target uh, citizens, to use to target those uh, most vulnerable among us, uh, which often, uh, which often uh, happens to be our our immigrant uh, population, uh, and within that, now you know I can I can get into the most vulnerable. Right. I can get into a, a much broader discussion, but for the purposes of this uh, language and this bill, we're talking about those who are here seeking asylum, those who are here looking to uh, better their lives. And so we applaud that. Thank you very much. CLGC hats off to you. Um, great work. And we are praying that this makes it through to the finish line. Right. 
All right. Now, um, this being Ramadan, right? Uh, one of the, uh, th there are some funny things that do happen. And a part of that is uh, we, I've been having conversations with, with different people in person, online. And there is the, like I said, it's not the, the food. It's not the drinking. It's the fatigue, right? It's the fatigue that kind of it sets in in a different way, uh, for, you know, and not always at the same time. And, and maybe I'll speak personally for me. This is the first year in about five or six, maybe seven uh, years that I have not been iron working. Uh, and I'm not going to give you a long, drawn-out explanation of what iron working is, but it is uh, in the construction field, manual labor. Uh, it's intensive uh, work, and it's out in the elements. So, uh, but it's this is the first year in in many many years that I have not been fasting during that time. So I had a whole strategy laid out for how I would approach um, Ramadan. So I would go into work and start at seven in the morning. We take a break at nine thirty, and I would sleep on my break from nine thirty to ten. Go back to work. Go take a lunch at noon. And I would sleep again from noon to about 1230, uh, come back to work and get off at three. And after that, you know, the day was, was, was pretty, you know, it's pretty chill. Uh, but now I'm not dealing with that. I'm sitting in a chair in front of a microphone. I'm sitting in an air conditioned office. So I don't have any of those issues to deal with anymore, worrying about overexerting myself or any of that. Now it's just fatigue, which is, you know, it's its own issue. Right. Uh, and fatigue will do things to you like make you think that a healthy breakfast or make you consider your suhoor, right, your morning meal, two dates and a half a glass of water. Right. Because you you you'll get to a point where uh, many of us will we, we'll have to make a decision to eat or to sleep. You know, which one is it? What are you going to do? And sleep. Has, has sleep went out for you like that? Have you had that problem? Where you, you had their real small meal? Yeah, when you don't get enough calories, you have a hard time going to sleep. Yeah, see, y'all can't hear him. But he's basically, uh, Ibrahim was basically saying, yeah, if you don't have enough calories, you have a hard time going to sleep? Oh, I don't ever have trouble going to sleep. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who's having that trouble. But, um, but we did something. Uh, we posted... On, uh, on our Facebook, on Facebook, and I was just asking folks, uh, so what are some of the, the, the challenges? What are some of the blessings, some of the reflections? What are some of the things that are going on with you right now uh, in Ramadan? So if you are, if you're listening live and you want to uh, share some of that, go ahead and go, go right to my page, uh, Tariq el or go right to our Radio Islam's page, uh, Radio Islam USA, and post there. And we're going to be sharing some of those things throughout the remainder of the program. And right now, I'm going to go ahead and take the opportunity to go ahead and share uh, one that was submitted by my brother, uh, Bill Chambers. And I'm going to give you the, the second half of it first. So he says that um, this is from Jalal uh, at Dean Muhammad Rumi. Uh, and he says, this has helped me with my struggle for patience and not to be mad all, not to be mad all the time, as a relative called me about all that is happening now, so things that are going on in the world. He said, patience does not mean to passively endure. It means to be farsighted enough to trust the end result of the process. 
That's pretty heavy. So it means to be farsighted enough to trust the end result of the process. Impatience means to be short-sighted, to not be able to see the outcome. The lovers of Allah never run out of patience for they know that time is needed for the crescent moon to become full. That was beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, that is, um, I think that's something to, to be mindful of at all times. Patience, impatience is being, is being nearsighted or it's being short-sighted. Excuse me. It's being short-sighted. And patience is being, is seeing the, is seeing the big picture, seeing down the road. Yeah, that is, that is a great, that is a great reminder, right? What's, what is difficult for you right now is not going to be difficult for you uh, a month from now or six months from now or a year from now or maybe even, even next hour, right? What, what is a problem right now or a frustration right now, a challenge right now is not going to be the same frustration or problem or challenge uh, in the future. So patiently enduring. And, you know, what does Allah say? The believers uh, uh, must win through, will eventually win through. As a matter of fact, he says it, um, he says it, it's in the past tense. Like it's already completed. The believers will win through, have won through, right? Thank you very much, Bill. Thank you. Um, oh, as a matter of fact, somebody else just posted on there and said that patience would hit, hit a home. All right. And let me share one from uh, Juanita. Um, and it says, uh, unfortunately, I found out I have bronchitis uh, last Friday. Oh, oh sorry, sorry to hear that. Uh, and I'm on antibiotics uh, and other prescriptions for 10 days, three times daily. No energy whatsoever. Pushing through to go to work. I was down and out for a few days. Well, we pray for your, uh, we pray Allah give you complete restoration, give you healing, give you shifa. Um, and, uh, and, and may Allah continue to be with you as you, as you push forward. Uh, sometimes you will, you know, we do run into, to, into real challenges uh, during this month. This is a month of, of purification. So the ill has to, it has to surface. It has to present itself uh, at times and be, and be pulled away from us. And uh, let's see, we'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do another one as well. All right. Says, uh, Alhamdulillah, this is from Layla. Uh, says, uh, I decided to concentrate on what I wanted most from the month to acquire as much inner serenity to focus on my relationship with my creator. It meant not being a social butterfly or Ramadan fund planner for my family, but it's been so worth it. I'm increasingly settling my heart and mind to just be with thoughts of my creator. Of course, there's still life, but I'm managing to not allow it to completely overshadow my primary objectives to remember, praise, and worship Allah. That is wonderful. Um, and, you know, we say that this is a, or we recognize that this is a month of reflection. Uh, thank you for that, Layla. Uh, we say that this is a month of reflection. Uh, but the, the truth is, uh, as Layla uh, mentioned, is that life continues to go on. Right. We don't just get to tap out and say, you know, I'm not, you know, bills are not going to get paid this month. Yeah. I'm not taking the kids to, to, to school or after school programs. I'm not uh, showing up at work. I'm, I'm, you know, we don't get to say what we're not going to do. We still have to function. We still have to um, we still have to live our lives. Right. But within that, there is this added dimension, this added uh, layer of consciousness to say that as I'm doing these things, I want to heighten my, uh, my awareness, my connection to Allah. 
right? So that in itself becomes an exercise because, like I said, those other things, they don't go away. Uh, and that can be, you know, it is its, it's, its own challenge uh, to not become consumed by those other things. Uh, she mentioned, you know, about being uh, the Ramadan fund planner for the family. And, and, and for, whatever, for whatever reason, and it's, and it's so personal and, uh, and individual, the way we approach this month, we all come together, we all pray together, we, we, we break fast together, uh, we encourage one another. But the fast, it is, it, is, it is one of the most personal things that we can engage in, right? Because it is really, it is between us and Allah, right? It's between us and our creator. And he knows everything that we are going through. And, and of course, we want to have the best disposition. We've mentioned this before. Plenty of people have talked about this. We want to have the best disposition. We want to, we don't want to look like, even though when I, I, I say it with some humor, and hopefully it's taken that way. And I talk about uh, Ramadan fatigue, right? It's, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Uh, yes, there's fatigue, but, but I'm happy to, to, to do it. As I'm sure all those who are engaged in the fast, we're happy that we're able to do it. Uh, we're happy that we're able to, to, to bring Allah to remembrance, even, even as we continue uh, discharging whatever responsibilities that we have. So um, it's, 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 not, it's never a negative thing. It's never a negative thing. So uh, thank you very much for, uh, for that, Layla. We pray that your connection is strengthened and that you continue to, uh, uh, to reap the benefits uh, of this month. And who else do we have? Oh, yes. Okay. So we have uh, our brother Amir. Uh, Alhamdulillah. My Ramadan is going great, but I must admit being single and raising small children is not only rough due to preparing food for them, cooking, cleaning, homework, after school activities, etc. But like Lenny said, it gets lonely. It gets lonely. So if y'all don't know who Lenny, Leonard, uh, uh, what is that? Len 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 Lenny Williams? Yeah. Uh, there's a classic you know the song. You know the song. It's a classic um, old school jam. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm not even going to uh, embarrass myself right now and try to sing it, but it is the the height, the pinnacle of of, of begging and uh, <laughs> and sadness <laughs> uh, in a song." <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, but he goes on to say, "Oh yeah, waking up for Fajr is the hardest thing for me to do." the entire day but alhamdulillah i make it happen and that is a victory that i mean real talk that is a victory when you think about your day is not done uh after isha prayer right it's not done right because if you are uh as many as many um folks are uh going for the uh tarawih prayer and and if you're in there i mean you you know it depends on where you at you know it, it varies from from uh from from place to place, but we're talking long days, right? And then getting up at three in the morning, uh, to 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 eat to have that morning uh, meal that's a whore. Um, you, your sleep. It is, it, it's taken from you. It's taken from you. So my once again my hat goes off, uh, to our brother Amir, because he like so many, uh, single parents who are engaging in this fast, looking for the benefit of it, but still realizing, as we all do, that we don't get to, we don't get to step away from life. 
we have to to keep it going right we have to keep it going and uh, we have to fulfill our responsibilities but it allows us I think even in, in, in fulfilling these responsibilities under these conditions maybe the end result maybe the end result is a bit of gratitude right because what if right and I don't like to play the what if game all the time but what if this had been if this had been mandated on us right all the time every day what if that was the what if that was the deal you fast every day and you still had to I, I mean I I just I dread to to think right I mean just think about Allah's mercy in that or if you had the fast of David you know the fast of David right that's that every other day right um there's 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 even mercy in what struggles that we have because it kind of goes back to what brother bill said uh what he wrote and patience right patience is seeing the the big picture is seeing the end result it's not just the difficulty right now it's also realizing that the difficulty does not last so these struggles that we go through these are for our benefit uh and and i i hesitate i say struggle um, with a bit of trepidation, right? Because I don't, I don't even feel like that is the right word, right? It's an exercise. It's, um, it's a building up. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's an investment, uh, and of course, it is an act of uh, worship. It's an act of submission, but it's, it's for our benefit. So, I mean, when you think about things that are for your benefit, that, I mean, we talk about the health benefits. People have talked about uh, the benefits of uh, intermittent fasting. Um, just the, the benefits that come with prayer, just so many benefits that we are given that we didn't even ask for, that Allah just, just he, he says, look, just do this, and it's, and it's going to benefit you. So this allows us to see the long, the, the big picture, and uh, inshallah, we will all benefit from it. Uh, and, and it might be, okay, I've got last one. I'm going to read this last one, then we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a short break, okay? All right, this last one is from uh, Sister Khadija. Uh, this day have I perfected for you your religion and completed my favor on you and chosen for you Islam as your religion. Uh, from Quran, uh, Surah 5, uh, 3, that's Al-Ma'idah, uh, the third uh, ayah. Uh, this resonates because so many times we are looking for extra things to do to boost our iman or take our Islam to the, let me open this up. Uh, says to the next level and Allah has already done it for us he has been building up this ultimate religion from all the previous religions and capped them with Al-Islam yes all of the prophets peace be upon them were Muslim but here Allah calls the religion of the prophets Islam mashallah may Allah allow us to die on Islam right and Allah says you know um, uh, have, have, have taqwa uh, oh you believe have taqwa uh, as it, it is appropriate to have taqwa for Allah and return not or die not except as Muslims accept in a state of Islam, a state of submission. So that's right on point on that. Uh, so maybe we live on it, maybe we die on it, uh, maybe we breathe it and, and embrace it and may it uplift us, right? So, um, alhamdulillah, I appreciate uh, everyone who has shared some of their commentary, some of their uh, reflections, and you can continue to do so. Uh, we may throw some of these in, uh, you know what, throughout the month. If you, if you have something you want to share, just go ahead and throw it on our, put it on our page, put it on Radio Slime, or you can put it on my page, uh, Tariq Alameen, and um, 
Yeah, and we'll continue to share those things, and let's continue to lift each other up. All right, you are listening to Radio Slam. We're on WCEV, 1450 AM. We'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. on the line. Welcome to Our World Today. What's your question? Our continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that 71% is comprised of water. Man automatically adapts to environmental conditions. So why do I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to mypyramid.gov. Brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. The Syrian Community Network, with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago area clients from its Northside location, located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872-806-0141. That's area code 872-806-0141 or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. Hey mom, why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Elamine. 
And we're still broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. We haven't changed. We're still right here. And we are live streaming at WCEV1450.com. You can find us by looking up at Radio Islam USA. So if you do that, you'll find us on uh, social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also catch up on those episodes that you have missed or maybe just want to revisit wherever you get your podcasts. Look for us at Radio Islam USA. Uh, and I remind you once again, I would love to get some feedback from you all with regard to the jobs report. Uh, anybody who has um, who's used it and who has, uh, has and who's found employment from the jobs report, I would love to hear from you. So, um, so yeah, so either contact us through our social media or send me, send me an email. Send me, send me an email at Tariq at soundvision.com. That's T-A-R-I-Q at soundvision.com. And I say soundvision. Why? If you didn't know, Radio Islam is a product of soundvision. So this that was a very skillful segue. Uh, you don't get to this point without being able to line, line it up and knock it down. So what are we talking about now? We're talking about sound vision. Just for a minute. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, during this month of, uh, of Ramadan, we are going to be called to, um, to, to give more, to do more, uh, to be more conscious. All, uh, conscious, all, all of these things, right? So I know that Sound Vision is not the only organization, uh, only entity that is asking for your support. Right? It's not the only one. I know this, right? I know this. But it is certainly deserving of what you can offer, of, of whatever you are giving, right? So if you have 10 different organizations um, and Sound Vision is, is not in there, make Sound Vision your 11th. And, and hopefully Sound Vision is already in there. And I'm saying that because it has been. Sound Vision has been in existence uh, and serving the Muslim community and our, our neighbors of other faiths, right, have been doing that for over, what, 30 years, for 30 years. Matter of fact, uh, 2018 marks our 30th year. And in that time, in that time from, uh, from, being, from providing uh, books, uh, educational resources, uh, from producing a program, a children's program that was instrumental in the lives of uh, an entire generation of Muslims. And I'm talking about Adam's world. Right now, I was, you know, I was basically an adult when it came out, so I didn't get to benefit. But I have talked to people, I've seen people, I've heard the, the, uh, the recountings of, of that experience, of what that meant for them. I've heard the uh, I've heard the the stories of people who have uh, come up to our uh, our president, founder of Sound Vision, uh, Imam Abdul Malik Mujahid, telling them, telling him that that program was pivotal in teaching the religion to a spouse, not just to a, to, to to children, right? We expect it for children, but for, of teaching it to to their spouse. So it was instrumental in uh, uh, an individual spouse accepting Islam, becoming Muslim. That, that's a huge thing. 
Right, but we're not just looking down memory lane, right? We don't. We must move forward, and we are moving forward. Uh, and if you do not know, Adam's World is being relaunched. It is being relaunched in a fashion that is going to take uh, advantage of the, the platforms that we have today, uh, social media, YouTube, all, all of that, right? And it's still serving the same, the same goal of... Uh, of uplifting, of educating our children. So, what else do we have? Uh, we are also the only, um, we have uh, engaged in uh, uh, weekend school teacher trainings. Now, if we look at, if we look at statistics, right, which is something we all love to do, right, we love looking at statistics. There's nothing more uh, exciting uh, than that. But one of the statistics that, statistics that you may not be aware of is that less than 2% of Muslim children in the United States actually a t attend a weekend school, a Sunday school, have uh, extracurricular religious um, education. Less than 2%. So that means that the vast majority of our young people are in public schools, uh, and they are not uh, quite often uh, their specific uh, needs, whether it be prayer or dietary, are often compromised or ignored. And one of the things that we have offered and are offering right now, uh, we just uh, had a successful weekend school teachers training where we're looking to support those who do spend time, who, uh, who have taken on the, the task of educating uh, and inspiring and uh, making our young people feel good about who they are, giving them the tools they need to uh, to engage and to and to inform others about their faith. Right? You can't inform somebody if you don't know about your own faith. And that's something that we are taking across the country. We have another training, I believe, that is scheduled for um, uh, Calif in, in California. And, uh, and I know California is a big place, right? I can't just think of where it's at, but it's in California. And that's coming up, I think, within the next couple of months. But that's something that one of the things that we have, we have committed ourselves to. And the last thing I'm going to mention to you, in addition to Radio Islam, I don't have to even talk about Radio Islam. You know the value of having a program that will deal with social justice, that will deal with Islam, that will deal with the diversity that we have in our community, uh, the diversity in society. We'll talk about culture and arts. I mean, we talk about everything, right? Um, but like I said, the last thing I want to mention to you is the crisis text line. And we know that our young people in particular, matter of fact, are, are young at heart. We most often communicate by, um, by text, right? That's like the predominant way of communicating now is we, we text. And we have partnered with an organization that allows us to provide Muslim uh, uh, trained uh, individuals that are able to respond to Muslims uh, who are in need. And this is quite often our young people. And whether they're dealing with uh, bullying or Islamophobia, whatever the issue is, this is a platform that's available for them. And it can be reached by texting, what is it, 741? 741. Wow, 741-741, right? Text that. Um, text Salam to 741-741. Uh, 
text Salam 741-741 and you will have a Muslim, a trained uh, count, uh, individual who is ready to uh, assist. So that's just some of the things that we're doing. So like I said, if you have five organizations, make Sound Vision a six, right? Make sure Sound Vision is in there. Uh, we need your support uh, to continue, continue doing the work that we're doing to expand our programming. And, uh, and, and, and we're doing this. We're working on behalf, as many others are, we're working on behalf of this community and on, uh, on the behalf of humanity uh, at large. So we appreciate your support, and uh, we thank you for it in advance. All right. So we're done. We're, we're finished that. We're finished that portion. Um, something came to my attention. Uh, my brother Ibrahim just pointed out something to me. Yeah, I heard about this earlier, uh, that uh, U.S. Uh, President Donald Trump today issued a posthumous pardon to boxer Jack Johnson. Uh, many of you know, he's the first African-American heavyweight champion who was jailed a century ago due to his relationship with the white woman. And, uh, you know, that was serious business uh, at that time. That, that kind of stuff got many, uh, many, many brothers killed, uh, hung. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was the basis for, that was the basis for the, uh, for the death, for the torture, the abduction, torture, uh, and eventual murder of Emmett Till. This, this lie that he touched a hand and he whistled at, uh, at this woman, uh, at a white woman, and her, her husband and his, I think it was his brother-in-law, uh, came and abducted him from his home and did a number of unspeakable things to him before killing him. This is a young, young teenage boy that they did this to. But Jack Johnson, he, he existed in this time and just absolutely gave no cares about what what society had to say about about who he was what what he was going to do uh the level of just self-assuredness and and bravery uh that that he had to have to to live as he did um that's just that's crazy but anyway so trump i, I don't know why he took this one on right uh, <laughs> I don't know why he took this one on. What, what do you think, Ibrahim? Well, yeah, I always, I also wanted to mention that um, Jack Johnson was, as far as his skill, he was incredible. He was an incredible boxer, and the part of the controversy or the the uh, attention surrounding him was that they were coming out of that age of slavery, yeah. where people still had this notion of like kind of institutionalized racism where people thought that the white race was like superior in every way and stuff like that mm -hmm. and um he was one of the people that started to crush that myth basically because he was this amazing athlete that started dominating everyone mm -hmm. and then they had this thing called the great white hope right mm -hmm. which is also the name of a older movie i think but basically they're hoping and praying for someone to come and like beat this this african-american man yeah um, so they could like so the racist people could get their dignity back or whatever. That's also part of the backdrop for for when Jack Johnson became involved with a white woman. I think he eventually married that woman too. Yeah. So it wasn't like a, you know, mm. illegitimate whatever. It wasn't dallying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's part of the backdrop of all, all the stuff going on with Jack Johnson. So do you think mm. 
uh, President Trump. Now, by the way, this was all lobbied and kind of championed by, no pun intended, by uh, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and he had a bunch of, like, real famous, real boxers, famous boxers with him. Yeah, I see Lennox Lewis was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this from President Trump's end? Do you think, do you see it as pandering, tokenism, or is it something sincere to try to correct uh, racial injustice that happened in the past? You, you want my real answer? Of course. I know you well, well, suitable for AM radio. <laughs> um, you know what? That, that's nice. That's nice. It, it's, it's cute uh, that they did that. It doesn't really change anything, right? It, it, it does not change the conditions uh, that not just he lived through, right? Because he, even at that time, he's still an example of black exceptionalism um, where he had, uh, where he was known, he had money, uh, and he, he could do something that most black men at that time who were dealing with oppressive circumstances, uh, he could do something that they could not do. And that was uh, knock a white man out. And, and that's what he got paid to do. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, that was detrimental to the power structure, to the psyche of people. But following the logic through, if we're going to give posthumous pardons to people, uh, as a way of restore, giving some type of restoration to them, then let's have a real adult conversation and let's look at the condition of an entire people and not address the wrong done to, um, to an individual who was an exception to his time, right? Still done wrong, but let's not look at in just one individual that was uh, done wrong, but let's look at all those that were done wrong. Let's look at the system. Right, so we know where I'm going with this. There has to be some form of reparations to repair the damage that was done from that. Um, so things like this, it's cute, right? It's nice that they did it, but what's what's the real what's the real impact? Right. Also, looking at the situation is how has the situation improved or not improved in different ways? Uh, how much progress has been made since then? That's, the, I think, the larger question. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, for us to... We have so much that is normalized today that we don't really see what's wrong because it's, it's just the way things are. It's just the way things are. Uh, if, we had, if we had plantations today with people being brutalized and, 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 uh, and forced to work and, uh, and, and women being raped and, and and families being actually sold and broken apart if we if we saw that today we would be mortified if we saw that but in its place but we see people go to jail every single we see people arrested we see uh police um concentrated concentrated in in urban centers where you know you're looking at black and brown communities we see people uh like the whole believers bailout thing that we've been talking about we see the transformation of that slave system, that plantation system, turned and, and, and grown into this ugly and hideous uh, tree of mass incarceration, of uh, disinvestment in black and brown neighborhoods, of over-policing, of, uh, of faulty educational systems. And these are normalized things. So there are some things that have changed, right? Because like. I'm, I'm sitting here right now. We, we are sitting here. 
We're having this conversation. So some things have changed, but they have not by any means given up the aspirations of making their money off the backs of, uh, of, of African, uh, African uh, labor. So that's what I got. But yes, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So yeah. So um, to that point, uh, the believers believers bailout. This is a tremendously powerful uh, tool uh, and a powerful effort that is going on under different uh, auspices uh, around the country. Um, one of the things I found out is that the United States and the Philippines are the only two places in this hemisphere that have a cash bail system only two now if you want to be put in the same and I'm not ragging on the Philippines right but if you want to be put in the same boat uh, but just their just their leadership who was basically um, he was telling people to go out and kill drug dealers right so that's you know something's wrong with that but anyway we have people who are who are incarcerated right now and they are incarcerated because they have been given a, uh, a bond that is too high for them to actually post. So they are being penalized because, mo well, they're, they're being penalized because they're, because they're poor, right? And being poor should not be a crime. And I want you to think about this. If you are not familiar with the story of um, uh, Khalif, was it Khalif? Browder? I think that was his name. Um, I saw it, uh, and it was on Netflix uh, for a while. It may still be on there. But the whole, the whole thing, yeah, Khalif Browder. So the whole thing behind his story was he did, he was incarcerated for three years in, in New York. Uh, he was incarcerated for three years. Uh, his family was unable to post a bond, uh, post his bail for him to get him out. You know, they were struggling. They didn't have it. And instead of, uh, and, and the, the prosecutors drug the case on and drug it on, drug it on. And meanwhile, while he's inside, he is fighting. He is being victimized. He is in, uh, in segregation, solitary confinement. Uh, and finally, the state drops his case. They release him. I think he sued him. But the young man wound up taking his own life. Now, during that time, they offered him plea deal after plea deal. Plead to this, we'll let you out. And when he got out, when he finally did get out, they asked him, why didn't you Why didn't you just accept the plea? He says, because I didn't do it. They didn't have a case. I didn't do it. I was innocent. Now, I mention this to you for this reason. It seems like every, and, and you let me know if I'm, if I'm being hyperbolic, if I'm, if I'm exaggerating. Once a month, once every other month, we find out somebody is getting out of prison somewhere in the United States that has been locked up for years, sometimes decades, and they find out that the person was in there under false false pretenses, that the person was innocent. That sound about that sound about right? Once, once, once a month, once every every other month. What I'm telling you is this is that we have people who are locked up. And the idea that you can't get out because you because you can't post a post a bond, um or, and that you might, this might be a person who is actually innocent. This is something that should really, it should disturb us. And this believers uh, bailout, um, this effort 
Uh, what they're asking for, they're asking you to take your zakat. They're asking you to take, uh, make a donation. Uh, but the idea, they're asking for zakat, right? But I know I just got through a few minutes ago <laughs> saying we, we're asking. That's what I said. There, there are so many organizations. But this one, this one, we're talking about freedom. We're talking about people's freedom. And I think that trumps. That, yeah, I use the word. That, that takes everything. Right? This idea that we have an obligation to stand with the oppressed. We look at the tradition that we have within our, uh, within our faith tradition of, of people like um, Abu Bakr, you know, may Allah be pleased with him. Uh, we have people like him who, who use so much of his wealth to free people. Who was the one who freed um, uh, uh, Bilal ibn Rabbah? May Allah be pleased with him. Right? Uh, this is something that we should feel driven to do. This is something that we should feel a personal responsibility, um, a calling. And this has nothing to do with you being black or white or Arab or South Asian or whatever, right? It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, with our, our common appreciation of, 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 of freedom, our common appreciation of human dignity, right? So Allah tells us that we are to take that, 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 that uh, steep path is freeing the bondman, freeing the one who uh, is unable to free themselves. And that's what the Believer's Bailout, so you can go to uh, believersbailout.org, I believe it's believersbailout.org. I am getting uh, just a little bit better at um, multitasking. So I'm looking it up to make sure I got it for you. That's, yes, that's it. Believersbailout.org. You can go there. You can get more information, uh, and you can, you can donate there. And uh, they're going to be, they're looking to help Muslims who are, uh, first and foremost, they're looking to help Muslims who are, who, who are awaiting trial. And that's what you do in Cook County, right? That's what, you, that's what you do in the jail. You await trial. And there are people who have been in there for years awaiting trial, uh, having their case kicked down the road, uh, you know, like a can, just kick down, kick down, kick down. So... This is a great effort. I'm very passionate about this particular effort. Um, it does, there's no physical danger associated with this, right? When we think about Harriet Tubman, we think about the, the, the railroad, the, um, um, what we think about the Underground Railroad, we think about people who put their lives on the line to free other people. The only thing that we have to do today all we have to do today is, is, is swipe a credit card, is, is use our PayPal, is, is pick up our phone because, and, and call our elected officials, show up at a, at, a, at a rally. And you know what, sometimes you don't even have to do that. So today, today we have every, every opportunity to free ourselves and to free our brothers, to free our uh, sisters, uh, to free human beings. We have every opportunity to do that. And this month is one where our blessings are, I mean, just just increased on, on such a tremendous level that it would be, it would we would not be kind to ourselves if we would let this opportunity pass us. So to be able to free somebody during this month in particular, we definitely want to take advantage of that. Uh, I'm going to end with this. This is a part of a much larger uh, plan, and it is being enacted 
it's, it's, it's being it's gone into by many different organizations, different individuals, but it's one that we should all be mindful of. And we don't really get into this too much tonight, but this ma mass incarceration, mass incarceration, uh, it has to be destroyed. The foundations that it rests upon, uh, it, they have to be uh, repaired, right? Education, social services, um, just there's 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 a lot of work that has to be done but we're up to the task right we're up to the task we're going to be as bill pointed out to us we're not going to be impatient simply looking at what is wrong right now or the struggle of right now we're looking at what is to come what we know is to come we know uh, what what Allah uh, guarantees us is to come right and that is victory so with the work comes the victory so we just have to be we got to see the big picture all right um Fast hour, 6.59. All right, so I'm going into auctioneer mode now. We want to go ahead and thank, we, well, we thank you once again for, for tuning in. Keep on um, sharing those Ramadan reflections. We want to go ahead and thank our uh, engineer over at WCEV, Leonard. All right, thank you very much, Leonard. We thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Bey. Uh, I'm your host producer, Tariq el -Amin. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. Matter of fact, we've got to give uh, Brother Ibrahim a producer credit, too. And uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in once again. We remind you that the view.